this is the Gartner Sales Podcast. Many clients ask us, what metrics should they use to assess seller or team performance? But if the goal behind choosing those metrics is to improve productivity, as it should be, then choosing the right metrics is really only the first step. Hello, and welcome to the Gartner Sales Podcast. I'm Doug Boucher, a VP and analyst for Gartner Sales Practice. And as always, I'm very glad to be joined today by my co-host, Betsy Gregory Hosler, Senior Director, Research in Gartner's Sales Practice. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, everybody. I am fueled by the breakfast of champions, Girl Scout cookies and coffee. So I'm ready to have this conversation this morning. Let's go. For those new to this podcast, we're here to not only bring you insights on breakfast ideas, but also insights into what's going on inside high-performing sales organizations and offer practical guidance on what you can do to improve your sales organization's performance. And I'm very excited about today's topic. Today's topic is the 2023 Sales Operations Leadership Vision and the Power of Comparative Analytics. Yeah, this is a big one. Sales ops is a big topic on the research side of the house for sure. Uh, We have lots of projects running on this right now. How's it looking over on your side of the house, Doug? Yeah, it's hot over here too. And I don't think there's anyone inside the sales organization, including ops, enablement, and other teams set up to support the sellers that that hasn't been impacted by sales, by changes in the B2B buying behavior. Innovations in sales and revenue tech and macroeconomic conditions affecting their business, which means all topics sales related are hot topics right now. Yeah, absolutely. And like most parts of B2B sales, sales ops is also changing really quickly. Our sales operations leadership vision, what we're going to talk about today, that work addresses the challenges that Gartner sees sales ops leaders facing in 2023 and recommends actions they should take. That's why we are very glad to have on the podcast today the leading analyst behind the creation and publication of Gartner's work on comparative analytics, my good friend, colleague, Gartner VP and analyst, Steve Reitberg. Steve is back with us today to talk about Gartner's outlook for sales operations in 2023. Welcome, Steve. It's great to have you back on the podcast today. And thank you both for having me back. It's really great to be here. Now, Steve, when you come back to the podcast, there's something that I want to do. Before we dive into the sales operations leadership vision, let's start with the predictions you shared with us from last year. Okay. So we had three main predictions a year ago as we really were emerging from the thick of the pandemic and sales leaders were really adapting to this period of continued disruption. And the first thing we predicted was, was that this trend toward aligning commercial strategies to really focus on improving customer experience would be accelerating. And specifically, that was about B2B organizations, um, and they will they, they would offer multi-threaded buying experiences to, to remain competitive. And I think that's definitely happening. And it's really mostly just governed by organizations' appetite or ability to take on change, and then the availability or adoption of the technology that they have on hand. So that was the first prediction. The second was we said that B2B organizations were going to become more data-driven by adopting technology specifically that was focused on uniting workflows, data, and analytics. Now, I don't have data to prove that, but I know that our subsequent research on revenue intelligence and revenue data automation has drawn a lot of attention from clients, both in readership and in inquiry questions. 
Finally, the third prediction we made was, was that a majority of B2B organizations would augment their playbooks with AI-guided selling. Since then, we've seen more and more vendors, including AI-guided selling in their products or their product roadmaps, which of course is a great indicator of that customer demand. So not a bad track record, which is awesome. I'm curious though, listening back to that conversation, at the time, you were of the opinion that responding to those predictions was really urgent, that that the folks who did not you know, jump on these issues were at real commercial risk and were going to fall behind. And what's your take on the level of urgency now? You know, Betsy, that's a really interesting question because in some ways, I see the perceived urgency has stabilized as if clients have become more accustomed to this state of continued disruption. So there's less panic, but that does not mean that the stakes are any lower, right? It's still critical for sales leaders to have a strategy for dealing with those internal and external influences. So what you're saying is we're all accustomed to panicking now, which causes less panic. I love it. (laughs) Very true. True inside and outside of sales. Um, So a a few months ago, Gartner published the leadership vision for 2023, and you were an integral role and author of the sales operations leadership vision. Tell us about the landscape that sales ops leaders are facing and, and what you're recommending in this new piece. Yeah, you bet. And it's worth noting 2023 is the first year that we've created a leadership vision specifically for sales ops. And that's really based on the success of the leadership visions for CSOs in previous years. So there are a few things that we're recommending that sales ops leaders pay attention to this year. The first is thinking about the evolving talent needs of the sales ops function. Changes to your team's responsibilities associated with, uh, for instance, uh, supporting a broader stakeholder community, have an impact on the skills and the talent that you'll need. On a similar note, technology is going to impact how we design sales ops roles going forward. In many cases, AI and the prevalence of low-code and no-code interfaces mean that you may not need such specialized tech skills in the future. Steve? Can I, can I stop you real quick to ask yeah, about yeah, the sure. low-code, no-code interfaces? Can you tell me what that is? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting trend where uh, a lot of the vendors that we've been looking at in a, a variety of markets are really focusing in on this promise of, hey, you don't need to be a programmer in order to set up uh, workflows or rules within the system. Uh-huh. It's more of a drag and drop interface to associate the rules, the users, et cetera, uh, into a usable flow. Got it. Awesome. Thank you. So we're seeing an increased uh, occurrence of these low-code and no-code interfaces. And I just made the statement, you won't need such specialized tech skills in the future. I don't mean to say you're not going to need STEM candidates. We think you will. But experience with specific platforms and coding languages should become less critical. And then to tie all that up, there are capacity and team sizing implications for sales operations that are going to arise from those trends. Yeah, I mean, all great stuff. And, you know, when you talk about the talent piece at the first, I think that's, you know, that's the forefront of everyone, not just not just traditional talent that you need, but the talent to adapt in that environment you just described. Yeah. Now, the leadership vision also makes some recommendations around data-driven decision-making. Now, that's an issue that we hear a lot, makes sense at a high level, but sometimes it's really challenging to do well. Can you tell us about your recommendations here? 
Yeah, absolutely. And listen, I I consider that to be a foundational recommendation. We we talk about improving your ability to make data-driven decisions uh, in a lot of different forms. And that's because it's absolutely essential for sales ops success. Sales ops leaders are under constant pressure to provide more insights to their sales teams. That is not a new insight, right? But they can't do that alone. It's just not scalable. So we recommend that sales ops takes the lead in improving the data literacy of their internal customers. And by data literacy, I mean the organization's ability to make sense of the analytics and draw their own insights. And without achieving that kind of data literacy, there's always this insight ceiling within the organization that limits how much value truly gets delivered by sales analytics. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, uh, I think it was Deming that kind of said, and God, we trust all others must bring data. And I think that's kind of <laughs> what we're talking about here as well. You know, um, and in addition to all that, you recently published some research on comparative performance metrics, which helps with improving data literacy. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah, that's a new idea that we're really excited about. So many clients ask us, what metrics should they use to assess seller or team performance? But if the goal behind choosing those metrics is to improve productivity, as it should be, then choosing the right metrics is really only the first step. We also have to be very deliberate about how we interpret and present those analytics if we want sellers and managers to go make data-driven decisions. So, okay, following along, tell us more. So tell us about that process. Yeah, sure. So the first hurdle that has to be cleared is defining productivity because there are lots of variations and every client that I speak with has a different definition of what productivity means to them. And that's a good thing. We need to tailor the definition of productivity to the roles in question. And I'll give you an example using a sales development rep, an SDR, right? Productivity is probably a function of their uh, quality lead generation. And if I click one level deeper, then I can think about some supporting measures to say, well, what is this SDR's interaction volume? What is the success rate of those interactions? How many uh, are resulting in leads or opportunities? And what's the average value of those resulting opportunities? So we've got, I, I just kind of described a few different kind of a, a productivity definition and some supporting metrics. Um, that's the point where a lot of organizations stop. They have metrics. They're going to go set some targets based on gut feel, right? Like, hey, let's, let's grow lead volume by 10% this year. And then they go build the dashboards to support it. And everybody loves dashboards. I mean, in the research <laughs> world, you've all gotten sick, I'm sure, of hearing me say data, data. Everyone loves data. Uh, so what's wrong? We, you, they build a dashboard. They have targets that feel right to them. What's wrong with the approach? Yeah. So think about this, right? In order to make decisions based on performance data, I need to know what activities really drive success. And that can't be based on gut feel. So why do my top sellers outperform their peers? Knowing what a key account manager's win rate is and how it compares to an arbitrary target really doesn't answer that question. So instead, if I know that my best key account managers are outperforming their peers, not because they have more pipeline, but because they're more effective at maximizing deal size, 
then I can start to make intelligent decisions as a leader. Yeah, I think that's so important. And let's talk about, Steve, what kinds of decisions does that enable then? Okay, so once you can answer that question, what drives productivity in my business, and it's backed up by data, you do a few critical things better, right? Number one is you can coach your sellers with more specificity, and you can be more precise about the guidance that your managers are offering. So imagine if your manager was able to say, so I see here that you're great at creating pipeline, but your ability to close deals in these specific conditions is dragging down your productivity. So let's focus on using this tool or taking this training to help with that specific condition. So that's one example. The other, which is equally important, is you can objectively prioritize your sales enablement and your sales operations efforts. Your comparative performance data will tell you which activities have the strongest correlation with productivity. And that means you can make investment and planning decisions designed to help sellers master those activities with a lot more confidence. Oh, that's a really interesting and exciting approach. And I have, I have a question. So on our last podcast, our guest was Cynthia Barnes, who's a sales thought leader and author, et cetera. And, and she had discussed DEI in sales and recommended using group specific metrics, um, you know, such as tracking both like performance overall and then performance of women sellers as a group to understand the potential challenges that they're facing and support that, that these groups might need. So could you and would you use your technique in that situation? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I started by saying we need to define productivity specific to roles, right? So the process requires we define cohorts of peers who sell under comparable conditions. As long as your sample size is big enough, you could certainly use gender as a dimension for that kind of analysis. Steve, I can only imagine all of the possibilities once you have this process in place uh, to really do some great stuff. And what's fascinating is that in addition to all of that work you're doing, you're also leading preparations for our CSO conference in May. So I want to pivot a little bit and go from the work on comparative a analytics to preparing for a, a big chief sales officer conference in May. How's that going? And, and what do our listeners need to know? You bet. And listen, it's a, it is a pleasure and an honor being the chairperson of our CSO and sales leader conference this year. And a, a number of the topics that we just talked about, the, the leadership vision, um, the, uh, the, the need for STEM resources in your sales operations organization, comparative seller performance metrics. These are just a sample of the dozens of topics we're going to be featuring on stage this year. We've got a bunch of information online. So I'd urge your, your listeners, go over to Gartner.com slash conferences, navigate to the sales leader event, and check us out. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one, too. It's in Vegas. Always a nice addition to a, to a conference situation. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for sharing your insight with us. Uh, I know your work gives our listeners a ton to think about. You give us a lot to think about, too, and, and we really appreciate it. We are close to wrapping up today's podcast. And as regular listeners will know, we always end with a really critical question. So, Steve, what's the last book you read and was it any good? Yeah. <laughs> um, the book that I'm working on right now is uh, On Food and Cooking by Harold McGee. 
this book has been out for decades and for a very long time I've been meaning to read it. It's, it's food science, explaining the chemistry, the physics, even a little bit of the biology that make your food so tasty, right? And I, I like to cook and I love to eat. Um, I've finally gotten around. I'm a little intimidated because it's like a 900 page book. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm working through it. I might still be working through it the next time you invite me back to the uh, podcast. But if you want to know the whys and the hows behind various cooking techniques, this is the place to go. In my case, it would be the why is it burnt? Why did it collapse? Why? <laughs> Crucial questions. I was just going to say, I hope it says great things about the bacon cheeseburger. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. This has been fun. Steve, thank you so much for talking to us today. I, uh, we always learn so much and we really appreciate it. Um, and I know that our audience did too. And, and audience listeners, thanks so much. This concludes our podcast on the 2023 Sales Ops Leadership Vision and the Power of Comparative Analytics. As always, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. If you liked what you heard, give us a like. Consider subscribing uh, to the podcast if you'd find it valuable. And we also definitely always welcome your feedback. So, you know, find Doug and I on LinkedIn and please offer up suggestions. We'd love to hear them. Each podcast focuses on issues that sales leaders face today, and we're available on iTunes and Spotify and wherever else you find your podcasts. Until next time, this is Betsy and Doug saying thank you for listening. Please subscribe and share the episode with your colleagues. Thank you for listening. Gartner Podcasts are a production of Gartner, the world's leading research and advisory company, equipping executives across the enterprise with indispensable insight, advice, and tools to achieve their mission-critical priorities. You can learn more at Gartner.com. All content in Gartner Podcasts is owned by Gartner and cannot be repurposed or reproduced without Gartner's consent. Gartner is an impartial, independent analyst of business and technology. This content should not be construed as a Gartner endorsement of any enterprise's product or services. All content provided by other speakers is expressly the views of those speakers and their organizations. 